hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning Hamilton, this is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zampert and Phil Golfi. Yes, good morning once again. A beautiful Saturday here in the city of Hamilton. We have lots to talk about, as always, here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You can get a hold of the Golfi clan by calling 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. They're online at robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram. Like the Rob Golfi Facebook page. And while you're at it, download the Hamilton Real Estate show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast if you have a topic idea or a question you would like us to address on a future program send us an email that email address is questions at robgolfie.com again questions at robgolfie.com fall is on the way what should homeowners be considering when they're putting their home up for sale in the well we'll say cooler months well so we'll get to some uh, questions to ask your potential real estate agent that vetting process that i'm sure you guys have been through but we'll start with the Hamilton Burlington real estate uh, uh, numbers showing that uh, August cooled off a bit. It may have been hot weather-wise, but in terms of real estate, it was a cooler month compared to June and July. Yes. Um, well, money. Uh, the average sale price is up, and, it, and 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 that's all we've been talking about, yep. really, Rick, for the last who knows how long, 2008, and uh, because inventory is low, and uh, but but the amount of homes sold is down. So there, that tells us uh, not as many buyers or not as many inventory. It's one or the other, and uh, but but the house sale prices are are up, and it and it just keeps going up. Like for instance, in Hamilton, if you bought a house last year, and people are probably thinking they should have bought a house <laughs> yep. today, it'd be worth forty thousand more. So yep. if you bought it for five hundred thousand dollars last year, you'd be your, your net worth jumped forty thousand. So. Um, you just lost 8%, basically. Just lost 8%. But you know what? I just want to say one thing before we go to the rest of the stats. Okay. Now, I know there's people out there, they feel that they don't have, uh, they don't think they can get that first house. They don't know. They don't, the problem there is they need the knowledge, and we have the knowledge. We can get them into a house even though they don't have a down payment. We, there, there is ways, people out there. So if you are struggling and saying, listen, there's no way I'll ever end up owning a house, you can. Give us a call. We can help you find that way to get there, and you can have home ownership sooner than you think. Uh, and people every year that they're saving money, trying to save the down payment, and, seem, and the house gets more expensive, more expensive, more expensive. It, it doesn't seem like it's a catch-up thing for them. We can we can help we can help people doing that. And there's like I said, if you there's there's ways of everything to get home ownership in in Hamilton or anywhere in Ontario or Canada. So people, if you don't own a house. And you, if you got a decent credit rating, you can get, you can own a house, no problem. Mm. If you're renting, you know, two thousand dollars a month, and you're spending twenty four to twenty six thousand dollars a year on rent, that like in four years, you've given that landlord a hundred thousand dollars of your money. That's a lot of money, right? And now, you have nothing to speak for. And you got nothing to speak for. Use that hundred thousand dollars 
into your own equity. Build your own equity. So what I'm saying is if you don't own a house and you don't think you, you, it's impossible to save money, we can help you with that. If you've got a decent credit rating, give us a call. We can get you to home ownership, no problem. That's important to know because that self-doubt is real. Because, yeah. you know, a first-time home buyer is probably thinking about, how am I going to afford, you know, the, the down payment? How am I going to afford, uh, you know, the, the utilities, the taxes? And it, they're thinking about a lot. Yeah, and, and they want to own a house, but they just don't know how to go about it. Right. You know, they're, they're going, they're thinking probably, well, I, you know, I only got X amount of dollars in the bank. I don't have enough to put a down payment. There's... We have contacts. We have ways that we can get these people into owning a house. Now, they'll be sitting here. Now, if they bought last year, they'll be sitting here. Wow, look, my house is worth 540000 instead of five hundred. what I bought it for. Right. Or two years ago. So, people, give us a call. We can get you into a home. Uh, and we'll, we'll look at what your criteria is. If you got a good job and you got good credit rating, you qualify. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. qualify. So give us a call if you if you uh, are looking to buy a house. Uh, top line, uh, let's dive into the stats for August. Top line uh, statistics for the month, according to the Realtors Association of Hamilton, Burlington. August sales down from June and July of this year, as well as August of last year. And this is, again, in terms of sales. However, the 2019 year-to-date number of sales is up 10.2% over 2018. And the president of the uh, Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington, Bob Vandevrand, saying that basically because of the strong spring, we're kind of ahead of the game at this point. But you mentioned the average price in Hamilton at this time last year was five hundred six thousand. Uh, last month, five hundred forty-eight thousand. So that's a gain of eight percent. Two other stats that jumped out to me were the average days on market. Uh, they've gone down from thirty-three down to twenty-nine, and uh, the the. Uh, basically, the number of listings has also gone down. So inventory's gone down, but homes are selling quicker and for more money. That's right. F- inventory's down 15% in Hamilton. Um, so that that's what's causing the house prices going up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's, uh, like I said, it's, it's one of the best investments you can have out there. A lot of business people have become wealthy uh, by buying real estate. So mm-hmm. can't go wrong with that. Uh, Burlington, same kind of story, too. So the average price is up from 753000 to seven sixty six, And the average days on market uh, from thirty five down to 27. So Burlington kind of heating up as well. Yeah, Burlington. Now they're back on track. Remember, they had, they, they were stagnant for a while. There, they yeah. flatlined for a while, but now it looks like the buyers are coming back. They're looking for houses, and uh, and house prices uh, house prices are up four mm-hmm. percent in Burlington. So I mean, it's moving. Let's jump to uh, Ancaster. We go uh, by uh, neighborhood by neighborhood. So the number of sales in Ancaster up twenty four and a half percent from forty nine last year at this time to sixty one last month. And the average sale price is up uh, almost two percent, seven hundred sixty-five thousand to seven seventy-eight. So, can we say that Ancaster's back? Ancaster's back, but notice the higher end areas, uh, average sale price goes up slight. Yeah, because there's only so much the uh, the consumer can afford. So it climbs. People like it, it, it's just the it's just the way it is on the higher end. Mm-hmm. But on the lower end homes, you find that the jumps are are five, six, seven, eight percent. So right. it's so the higher ends are are stabilizing. They're moving, but not not as uh, as much as the as lower end properties. Before. Yeah, uh, Burlington. We kind of mentioned this. So the number of sales just down by one, two fifty seven down to two fifty six. But the average sale price up nearly two percent, seven fifty two to seven hundred sixty six thousand dollars. So Burlington, very similar. 
Florida and Castor, the, the number is the number. High-end homes, high-end homes, yeah. yeah. Dundas, uh, so the number of sales dropping from 27 down to 24 from August of 2018 to August of 2019. But the average sale price, uh, a pretty nice jump, 559000 at this time last year, compared to last month's total of $643,000. 15% up. That's that's uh, that's unbelievable. Dundas is yeah. pretty hot. Well, you know, inventory is low and the amount of sales are low, so that's what's driving uh, Dundas. Right. So if you own a house in Dundas, good for you. Uh, both upward trends in Glanbrook. The number of sales up seven percent. The average sale price up just over a percentage point, and now just shy of six hundred thousand dollars in Glanbrook. Yeah, it's getting expensive out there. It is yeah. getting expensive yeah, out there. Yeah, it's. Uh, I can't believe it, but hey, people are moving out that yep. way. A little more expensive compared to Grimsby, which I find kind of strange. Uh, the number of sales jumping in Grimsby in August of 2019 uh, from 47 at this time last year to 54 last month, and the average sale price jumping forty thousand dollars, just over forty thousand. I know from five forty three to five eighty three. Grimsby's Grimsby's a hot place. Everybody knows about Grimsby now. Uh, everybody wants to move there. It's like a little mini Oakville. Um, recognized as the number two place to live in Canada yeah, by McLean's Magazine. Yeah, recognized as it's number two. got a lot two. of things going for it. Yeah. 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 You know what? Can you believe about 30 to 40 years ago, 35 years ago, which is not that long ago for some of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you speak so, for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, But they, they, they were known as a farm town. Yeah. Like, so if you told people 35 years ago, you live in Grimsby, oh, you're a farmer. Yeah. Right? Who wants to live there? Yeah. Who wants to live there? Look, guess what? Look what happened. <laughs> it changed. See? Is, is Grimsby one of the, might be the um, area in this market that still has that potential to get even bigger and higher priced homes? It, it will be. It's going to be, it's going to be a place that I'd say in five to 10 years from now, because uh, one, for the condo development that's going to happen on the one end, plus the development that's happening with all that, uh, you know, the, the, the Costco on 50 Road yeah. area there, and, and the amount of development that's happening um, along the service road there, Grimsby is going to be definitely tougher for uh, a first-time buyer to go. They're going to have to either go to St. Catharines or, or Hamilton to uh, to afford to buy a house if they want to go back to Grimsby. Grimsby is going to be like a, like, like a well-to-do uh, area, and and things are going up so much there that it's, it's hard for a first-time yeah. buyer to go. And, I'm just thinking not only the millennials who have been attracted there, uh, but might soon be priced out of that market, but the boomers as well, because it is you know slower-paced, it's you know out of the hustle and bustle of the GTA, yeah. and maybe a lot of those GTA homeowners are thinking, you know, this is where I'm going to retire. Oh, for sure, for sure. Look at you look at all the, the condo developments happening at Casablanca. It's you know, insane. Phil knows a and lot the, of what's the pro- going there. The, the proximity to the GTA still isn't that far, right? right? Um, and it's going to get closer once the GO train comes. So, you know, there, there's the proposed GO train that they've already hit the, the check mark on that's going to come. It's just timing. Just now. a matter of when. Yeah, it's just a matter of when when that's going to happen. And I think, you know, the, the GO train combined with the, the, the affordable housing and the condo market, it's it's created a, a you know, a, a, an interest for people that are going to gonna come from the GTA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hamilton Center, so the number of sales down from uh, 99 at this time last year to 88 last month, but the average sale price up nearly 9% from 360000 to 393000 Yeah, see, the lower price end homes are going up in value. A little more dramatic. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Hamilton East, a slight change in number of sales down from 78 to 75 from year to year, but the average sale price up 15%, 368000 to now over $424,000 wow. in 15%. Hamilton East. 15%. This is, this, is, this you, is a hot. This is one of the hottest markets in Hamilton right now. Deal. It's it's you still have a lot of investment opportunities. You still have those those one and a half stories 
houses that that need to be flipped where you can still make a good income and a good return on them and and nice big lots and it's a good area it's easy access to the lincoln red hill definitely we still have a few more neighborhoods to go hamilton west stony creek hamilton mountain we'll get to those when we come back after the break and we'll also talk about uh, fall is coming what homeowners should consider when putting their home up for sale in the fall months you're listening to the hamilton real estate show on 900 chml Welcome back. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. Be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcast. Google Podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. If you have a question for the Golfie team or you have a topic idea you would like us to toss around, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. We're going through the August real estate numbers here in Hamilton. Burlington went through a few neighborhoods, and we'll continue that discussion uh, here to start off segment number two. Hamilton Mountain, uh, the number of sales dipping from 159 to 100. 153 year over year in the month of August, but the average sale price up nearly 5% to just shy of $500,000 on the mountain. Yeah, it's getting up there. It's creeping up the, the price. That's where everybody wants to go. That's where I am, so I'm liking yeah. the increases. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I have no you intention just, of selling anytime soon. You just made a lot of money there. There we go. Just made a lot of money. Uh, number of sales in Hamilton West down 15%. Uh, actually, this should be up 15%, 55 in 2018 to 65 in 2019, and the average sale price going from $473,000 to five fifty-seven in Hamilton West. Yeah, Hamilton West is always a strong market. Now's the time where people start uh, uh, looking. So you're towards the end of this year, you're going to see it climb even more. Um, you're going to get investors looking at uh, at um, buying uh, houses mm-hmm. to close in January, February. Uh, so that their kids can go to school or just investors right. uh, in in the uh, West End, but uh, but it's the West End's always a strong market. You got a combination of the Durand uh, area and also the West End where McMaster University is. Right. So, so it's, it's hot in the fall. It's, especially. it's it's always it's a great market. It's that you all, if you own real estate there. You're solid. Yeah. You're solid. Stony Creek, uh, 106 uh, homes sold in August of 2018. That jumped to 113 last month. The average sale price um, going down a little bit from $563,000 to five forty nine in Stony Creek. So this includes upper and lower, correct? This includes upper and lower. Okay. And, and probably because there's an abundance of homes going up in the uh, Summit Park mm-hmm. so that's what's kind of killing the uh, the sales the on the, on on the older stony upper stony creek area right. so when you got a huge development and that development at Summit Park I mean it's going to go on for 20 years like they've got so much land there wow. so you're going to find it's going to be slow and and st- steady uh, on right. the older part of Stony Creek Mountain but a good investment in terms of oh, getting yeah. getting you can't one of the go wrong. properties too can't go wrong yeah. 
Uh, and we'll wrap it up in Waterdown. So the number of sales jumping nearly 25%, 33 uh, homes sold in Waterdown in August of 2018 compared to 41 last month. And the average sale price rocketing past $700,000. It jumped from $670,000 to 743 in Waterdown. Yeah, it's getting pricey. Just, I know it. Eh? Like it just, I can't believe that. It's just Waterdown's expensive. It's 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 tough. Does Waterdown follow kind of the trends of Burlington because they're so kind of close? You know what? Because they're a smaller market, it's almost like uh, Grimsby to a certain point. But 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 with the amount of uh, home uh, prices of homes going up, like uh, uh, like eleven percent up, and but only forty one sold. Like. It's, it's, there's not, a, everybody wants to go there, but they can't afford to, right. but when, but the ones that can, they're going to pay, right. they're going to pay. And that's, what's driving the, the price up. So if you're looking for a home in that price point, seven, seven and change, let's call it 750, you're looking at Waterdown, you're looking at Burlington, you're looking at Ancaster. That's probably your top three. You're absolutely like, like a, a, a townhouse in Burlington, you're looking at 650 now, eh? Plus. Yeah. 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 650 or more. There's mm. like, it's the newer ones. You can find the older ones. Right, you can you can buy a townhouse for under six hundred, but it, you're you're gonna need to put work into it. Right. Something that's yeah. a little bit more run down, something that's maybe not in as of a great area, but but you know your your benchmark for a townhouse is is you're you're over five fifty guaranteed in yeah. Burlington. Now you got you, now you've got uh, millennials, uh, the first generation of uh, millennials uh, are starting to have kids now. So if they're looking at buying a house, for, first of all, they they, they don't want to go in an older area; they want a newer area. Now they. Millennials love new. They don't like old. So, so that's that's going to be the tough part with a resale. So, that's millennials will buy a resale if it's completely updated. Yeah. They walk in, everything's done. You don't kitchen, have to do granite yet. countertops, but updated bathrooms, everything, finished basement. It looks like it's new. They're going to jump on it. But if you have a, an aged uh, resale there, and they're not going to go for it. They want new. That's why. That's why these builders are are, are killing it out there and making you know sell, selling a lot of new homes because these millennials. That's what they want. They mm-hmm. want new, and they're not they're not like the the baby boomer bo- population where yeah it's okay we'll fix this we'll do that we can live with this <laughs> and you know because you know I mean they that that's that's the difference. So if you have a re- a twenty five year old house and you want to sell it. You got to update it, keep it updated, and keep take care of it because uh, a millennial a millennial is not going to touch it unless it's completely right. done. Yeah. So if you have a fifty, sixty, or even more uh, um, year old house, millennials aren't even looking at it, even if no, it is no, done. They'll look, they'll, at they'll, it. they'll look at it. They'll look at it as long as they don't have to do anything major. To yeah, it. if it's if if it's a minor thing, they can handle no yeah. problem. But they're not going to want to gut the kitchen. Right. Yeah. and and redo the basement. Like if you got paneling in your and basement, the, peop- the people not that do, it. the people, yeah, the people that do, the people that go into a house and 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 redo it and 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 fix it up and and buy it with the flaws and buy it with you know having to do with a, a little bit of work those are the people that that do very well on their personal investment or or on their home because it's a it's an easy way to build you know equity quick and fast yeah. but on the flip side there's not a lot of people that have that liquid cash to be able to do that yeah. right so there's not a lot of people who who have the opportunity or the or the finance money to go into a property and put 40 or 50,000 dollars into it mm-hmm. after they just sunk in, you know, eighty to a hundred thousand dollars on their down payment, or 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 if they're or if they're moving from a property, a lot of people's equities tied up in their 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 home. Right. Like for instance, uh, when when I'm dealing with a buyer and they're looking at this house, there's no garage. And I say, oh look, we got lots of room to build a garage. You know what? I think we're gonna go this because we're gonna build a garage. Guess what? 
10 years Never later, happens. there is no garage there. No. Right. They, you know, because they just don't, the, the liquid cash to do that, even though their their ambitions are to do that, but when it comes to day to day, they got to pay the bills, they yeah. got kids. Life, yeah. life gets in the way. Yeah. Life gets in the way. <laughs> they're, they're not going to be able to afford to build that garage. Yeah. And I, I tell my clients, I says, unless you got excess of cash on the side, if you if you need a garage, don't even bother looking at houses without well, a garage. Look at the cost of building a detached detached single car garage. You're, mm-hmm. you're, if you're going to build a detached single car garage right now and include the permitting and, and the construction of it, you're looking at twenty five to thirty grand. Thirty five grand, easily minimum. minimum. Yeah. yeah, easily. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, and I and I understand. Like they want, you know, they'll look at it. Hey, we can do this to the kitchen. They're not going to do it right away. It's they're like. They're, their eyes are open. They, you know, they can do this. But once they close the deal and they got all these bills coming in, and and their car needs, uh, you know, gets banged up, mm-hmm. and they need to get a new car, and it, it just, it just, yeah, like you said, Rick, life gets in the way. We did the same thing. We bought our house, Hamilton Mountain, two thousand four. Yeah. It wasn't until twenty seventeen. There you go. Until we started doing, yeah. you know, major renovations, right? Yeah. Basement and then the main yeah, floor, back absolutely. to back here. So yeah, because you know the kids come, you yeah. know, sports and this and that. Oh yeah. And you realize you can, you know, you get comfortable in. You, you know exactly yeah i will do it next hey, year i don't need a new kitchen <laughs> you know updated. this works for me you know <laughs> yeah as long as the guy can take the life <laughs> that's on it. that's it oh yeah <laughs> that's the secret yeah so uh another stat that uh, jumps out to me is hamilton west hamilton east hamilton center hamilton mountain all the number of sales went down from august 2018 to 2019 but in each one of those neighborhoods the sale price went up so that's a great stat if you are a homeowner in those areas. That's right. That's right. As as a realtor, realtors don't like to see the numbers go down in, in transactions. Right. But the homeowner loves the prices going up. And if you're a buyer, I feel sorry for you guys. But you guys just, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm Get sorry. Get while you can. Yeah. Right? Like, like, you know what? I'll tell you. Even 10 years ago, I thought there's no way this thing can continue. And it is continuing. And it, and it all has to do with... Uh, everybody's working. Uh, uh, Three hundred thousand immigrants are coming into Canada every year with money. Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, in the in the fifties and sixties, immigrants came in. They came in with nothing, right. and they had to build their way. They yeah. had to build their way. The, the people are coming in buying houses right out, like getting off the airplane. Um, but uh, but again, like you look at the stats from nineteen fifty till now, house prices have doubled every ten years. Start, and I started that from nineteen sixty. Uh, to 60 to 70, 70 mm-hmm. to 80, and 80 to 90, and, and, and continuous house prices doubled every 10 years. Yep. You can't. I still yep. have that chart. You made yep. a prediction that I wrote down on that chart, and yep. we're going to revisit that at the end of the year to see how close you got. Oh, okay, gotcha. Probably will be bang on or even, <laughs> yeah. even better. But Phil, you wanted to make a point? Yeah, I was just going to say that that somebody that, that you know, there's there's first time home buyers that, that don't get into the market because they maybe they fall short on a negotiation. Now, for example, if somebody's negotiating on a townhouse and it's four hundred and eighty thousand, and and you miss out on five grand, and and say the house sells for for four eighty five, well, the next person in that same townhouse complex is going to want four eighty five or more. Mm-hmm. So now you missing out on this on this townhouse, that direct comparable are automatically supports that that townhouse community or complex is now worth 485 so the next person who thinks their house is worth more is, is now going up at 490 or 500 yeah. and that's how the prices get up so you know you want to get into the townhouse market or, or get into to any community you just you, you, you just want to get a house right you just yeah. need to get in yeah yeah Absolutely, yeah. Because it, 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 don't let two to five thousand dollars not get a house unless it's it's 
you know, yeah. unless you're looking at a $150,000 house, which right. they don't exist really that much out there. Yeah. So let's talk about fall approaching. We have a few weeks uh, until fall arrives. Uh, what homeowners should consider when putting their home up for sale? So uh, factor number one, a more serious buyer pool. And we've talked about this in shows past that come this time of the year, the motivation factor is pretty large for those who are in the market. Yeah. So if you have a pool... Get some professional photography done in your backyard before you close that pool. People want to know what, how the how the liner looks, how the pool looks, how blue it is, and uh, you know, take some pictures. Even take pictures anyway, just in case. You never know. You may have a, a surprise situation that sure. you may yeah. have to move. There's and so many times we'll walk into the house and and we'll say, well, you know, we want to list the house and we have a pool, and we'll go, well, do you have pictures of the pool? And they say. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's it's their kids in the background on a floaty. <laughs> they're or, jumping or off they're, the diving You know, they're board. tanning. They're like, oh yeah, these are great pictures. You could use these. And we're like, no, no, we can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's tough, you know. And they're but it's again like it, it's always good to have pool pictures. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Uh, on an, on another note, take pictures of your house all the way around and put it on a cloud. Now, if everybody doesn't know what a cloud is. Just you Google know, it, Philip. I'm a big one. There's people. <laughs> Phil's cloud. looking at Rob. Phil's thinking, looking at me with a look, cloud. But what, what it is, you you put it on your on the internet, like on a on a storage unit, yep. like uh, and uh, it's always good for insurance purposes. So if you go around, That's take good pictures of your house. Yeah. Take pictures all the way around your house. Store the pictures. You you got them. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, take pictures of your backyard so that any event anything happens. You can go to your insurance company and say, listen, I did have these expensive drapes because I did have this, I did have that. Sure, yep. So either if a fire or robbery or anything happens, you've got it on, on a photograph. Yeah. And if you don't uh, are not comfortable with the cloud, you can use a USB stick, mm-hmm. send it to your email. There you go. There you, the go. there you go. Use a Polaroid. Go the old-fashioned way. <laughs> yeah. uh, how to prepare uh, in the fall in terms of curb appeal. So you're taking pictures of your backyard if you have a pool, but in terms of curb appeal and the nice landscaping, you should also be taking pictures of that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, have nice, fresh, freshly cut lawn. And, you know, if you could put lines on it, uh, not paint lines, but like, you know, you know how people, when they cut their cut lawns, the grass, they yeah. cut, cut in the grass, looking good. Um, everything, everything. Curb appeal is the first thing people look at before they even walk in. I feel like I feel like if you're not good at maintaining your yard or your house, it shows more in the fall than any other time, right? Because in the fall, it's hard to it's hard to maintain. It's hard to keep up. You got the leaves. You got everything's covered. It kind of looks messy. The yards that are well maintained stand out. Mm -hmm. The ones that that kind of let themselves go. Yeah, Yeah. they stand out too in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In the fall, less competition. Uh, I'm sure you guys have run into this where there's not. As many buyers maybe in the spring. That's so right. So there's less competition. Yeah, less competition. Uh, there's you know again there's, there's less still, there's less houses on for, the market for sale. But there's also less buyers. It kind I think it kind of equates itself compared yeah. to the spring market. Right. And um, but uh, but the, it, the market is still good in the fall. There's a lot of people that want to move in before the the Christmas holidays. So people are going to start looking now to move in in uh, uh, November, October, November, mm-hmm. even, uh, you know, December. We've had closings, like, you know, two days before Christmas Day. They want to be in there for Christmas Day. Right. But um, but it's, uh, again, just take pictures, take care of your property, clean it up, and, you know. Should and be fun. It's like, it's like waxing your car, you know. You want more money for your car. And you know you want to clean it up. You you know get it all detailed. It's the same thing with your house. You got to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, another reason why uh, you should be preparing to sell your house in the fall if you're going that route is there is a different buyer demographic. Uh, more millennials, more empty nesters are looking at this time of the year. Do you guys find that? 
I, I would say there's uh, a lot of empty nesters uh, out there. They're looking. They've they spent. The, they're looking at say, okay, we you know we spent our last summer here. We have this pool. We never yeah, use it. Right. And um, the kids are off to university the, or the backyard's a too big. They don't want to go another year cutting. Uh, you know, a large <laughs> uh, all this lawn. So now they're going to go. Okay, you know what? I, and and, the, and also the snow removal. So they're they want to downsize. They 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 don't want to maintain a big house anymore. And I, and, and and people usually start getting into that level between you know probably in, in their mid sixties on. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, and that's when you know you see a lot of these houses that are a little bit dated uh, that are going on the market. And now you, you know we have to find you know either another younger. A baby boomer versus an older baby boomer to buy it. It just depends on the person. Immigrants, they don't care what tile it is. They just are happy to have a house, and then you know, hopefully, another immigrant buys it. You know, the old Italian tile from the seventies, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. So, but uh, but anyway, uh, somebody eventually along the line right. ends up renovating. Last one on this: If you are preparing to uh, put your house up for sale, schedule some repairs and some final touches too. So, if you have some minor things that need to be addressed. Yeah, absolutely. Clean the eaves troughs. Don't let the don't. A lot of people don't take care of their eaves troughs. They just let let the leaves fall in there. And you know what? People have not cleaned their eaves troughs for ten years, and there's and they're filled with uh, leaves. Well, no more leaves can go in there yeah, because it's it's, it's filled. <laughs> uh, like you'd be amazed at what leaves turn into. It turns into mud. And uh, that's the key factor is is making sure your eaves troughs are clean. Your fi- your filters cleaned on your furnace. Get. Give, give your furnace a good wipe. Make mm-hmm. it look like you actually met, you take care of this furnace. A lot of people neglect their furnace, but just just go in there and give it a good wipe, and it looks like your fur, you could have a 10-year-old furnace. New, it looks like a brand-new yeah. furnace. Still to come on the show, uh, questions to ask your potential real estate agent. We'll get to that and a whole lot more here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Sanfran in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. Again, that's 905-575-7700. Find them on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you have a question for the Golfie team, email us, questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Six questions to ask your potential real estate agent. So someone's called the Golfie team. You're in the mix. You might get a listing here and there. They're going to unload a bunch of questions at you. So I'll ask you these questions, and you will let me know whether you've been encountering <laughs> these questions or not. Uh, what do your former clients have to say? So do people ask you about you know past experiences, past uh, clients? So... In, in a lot of in a lot of our or my case what i'll bring up are you know what what people are saying about us or what other and and a lot of the time somebody will cut me off and say i've already read everything um i've already done all the research hmm. you know we're, we were comfortable enough inviting you into our house we wanted to see what else you had to offer oh, which okay. we'll get to but but a lot of the time is is uh, you know reviews are big we're big on reviews and um we're we're big on getting our past clients to share their experiences with us and our team and and a lot of the time that translates into other people being able to, to read their experiences, what makes them feel more comfortable in working with us. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, number two, what's happening in my desired neighborhood? So someone wants to move on the mountain or Hamilton East, they're going to ask, hey, we, what's going on here? We, we have, uh, we, we've got a, a large team now. Each member of our team, um, ha- we they live in all different parts of Hamilton, and they know, they live and work in the area that we actually, uh, they do business in. So if somebody was asking us uh, in Ancaster, well, we, we've got two or three agents that live in Ancaster, so we know what's going they on know in the Ancaster because right. we live and work there. And we have agents all across the Hamilton and, uh, and uh, right from Grimsby to Niagara that live in different parts of uh, the city that we can say they know what's going on in mm-hmm. the neighborhood. And, and they do ask. They want to know, especially if somebody coming in from out of town, we want to make sure that, hey, this is what's happening in this neighborhood. This is what's going on over here. So they may want to be there or may not want to be in that neighborhood. So so we do have, they definitely ask that, absolutely. Wow. And you have the versatility to, you know, tailor make wh- right. wh- whatever neighborhood they're looking That's at. That's right. Uh, number three, what can I expect in exchange for paying your full commission? Yeah, so it's usually not this question directly, <laughs> right? Yeah. But but what it is, it's it's a, it's an opportunity for us to give us a, a presentation and a marketing strategy based on what you're getting for what you're paying. Mm-hmm. And now, if you compare that and contrast that to other other realtor you know realtor firms, agents, and so on, you'll be able to see that there's the value there in terms of in terms of the commission dollars. Right. Makes sense. Number four, will I? This one's interesting to me. Will I be a client or a customer? So. Yeah, so this is this is this gets down to representation. Yeah. And you can pick how you want to be represented, whether you want to be represented as a client or a customer. When you're a client, the, the, the real estate agent or the real estate sales representative owes you a fiduciary duty, such as a lawyer, such as a doctor, such as an accountant. They they provide you based on to the best of their knowledge what they think of the transaction. If you are a customer, the customer is is just going through the transaction. You're basically doing the paperwork and taking orders from from your customer. So that's the difference. The way we operate is is everyone's a client, right? Um, we, we we don't often have people that come in and, and are just customers. It, it, everybody everybody's a client. Okay. Number five, uh, I know the golfy team is busy. Number one in Hamilton, one of the top uh, real estate teams in the country. When will I hear from you guys? We, all the time. Yeah. So so we we make this in in terms of what what you know what what can you expect prior to the listing? What what can you expect on the listing date? And what you can expect during the listing? We highlight each one of these scenarios and and uh, we lay out you know when our when our touch bases are our points of contact are um, and and that's what we talk about when you know during our initial meeting. Mm-hmm. And number six, also an interesting one too. What do I need to do as a client to be successful? Yeah, this is a huge one. So from my from my experience, when somebody comes in and and, and wants to interview me to. Or, or you know, ask me to for an interview to represent them in the sale of the property. The th- there's three questions that are most important to them. What is the price of my house? What is your marketing strategy and your commission? And what can I do to make my house worth more money? Hmm. So those are those are the three talking points. A lot of the other stuff is we have we have about a 30 slide listing presentation that that we go through. This highlights everything from you know everything that that a homeowner would want to know during during you know selling their property and and through that listing presentation there's a lot of questions that are that are answered that the homeowner might have or there's a lot of questions that are answered that the homeowner didn't even think of hmm. having that that are highlighted in that presentation so after the presentation those are those are the three main questions that that we we highlight with each and every individual and and hopefully we can agree together on a price and, and start working together. Got about 30 seconds left. How important is the vetting process? If if a person's selling their house, they're looking at maybe two or three different realtors or, or real estate teams, how important is that process? That's huge. I mean, for some people, uh, they do their vetting process online. 
right? There's a lot of information that's, that's available online about each real estate team, whether they have, or a real estate agent, whether they have a personal website from reviews to whatever. Um, very similar to picking a restaurant or picking a car dealership, right. almost the exact same thing. So a lot of the time they've narrowed it down to maybe one or two and they just want to meet the individual in person to make mm-hmm. sure there's that, that, that connection and the ability to, to work together. Right. They want that good vibe. Yeah. Uh, still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show, we'll get into some uh, weird real estate laws in the U.S. You will be shocked. Stay tuned. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Our house in the middle of- Let's go around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700 and find them on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We have nine weird and wacky real estate laws in the United States. Thankfully, they're down there and not up here. So I'm going to explain what they are and I'll get your reaction to them. So we'll start in Texas, where any and all improvements or accessories shown to buyers become the final buyer's property at the time of sale. So this could be... Any, anything and everything in the home. If it is in the home and it's shown, it is the buyer's property wow. at the time of sale. So, so with that, it looks like you have to uh, remove everything, everything yeah. that's excluded, yeah. and everything that's included. Yes. So that's wow. That's a lot of. So work. yeah, this family portrait on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> that's not yours when the house yeah. goes for sale. Yeah. No kidding. Wow. That's, that's a lot of work. That's crazy. I know. I know. That's a lot. Of, and here we have chattels and fixtures. Fixtures. Yeah. Right. That yeah. seems a lot easier. Yeah. Right. Uh, in Arkansas, six or more females may not live at the same property, regardless of their relationship. Is that is that to do with uh, <laughs> is that know. is that to do with the uh, not Mennonites? What's the what's in the U.S. They have uh, uh, t- um, they, n- uh, I don't know they have more than yeah one wife. You're talking about the bigamists. The, yeah. Yeah. But th- what if you have six girls as yeah, uh, it babies? Says, it says this even extends to big families. So four daughters is your limit in Arkansas. Yeah. Wow, Incredible. that's wild! Holy smoke! So that would we'll limit that the buyer pool if you, everyone had and, and, six females. And they still go by that? Uh, yeah, apparently so. These yeah. are real. Yeah, no kidding. In Rhode Island, no residential fence can be taller than six feet. I've seen. I've yeah, seen that, some we areas have that, that we have, we that, have here. that here. Yeah, yeah. And the backyard here is eight feet. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. Sh- I, I'm not sure, but people—they're all so different there's, there's sizes. Way, unless the neighbor calls. Here, there's there's <laughs> a bylaw. The there's a, there, there, it's split up in municipality bylaws. Yeah. The way to get around that bylaw is if you want a fence taller than six feet or eight feet. Is there's a difference between a fence and a privacy screen. So if you, so like, you put like the lattice. Exactly. Yeah. So you say right. it's a privacy screen and you're going to have 12, you're, you're, 12 you're feet. You're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Scranton, Pennsylvania, which is not too far from here. Scranton. No pointed fence may be installed. So if you have dreams of that white picket fence with the points, you can't Forget have it. it in Scranton, yeah. Ohio. Yeah. yeah. San Francisco, California, uh, no potted plants outdoors. I wonder why. This why one is, is very strange too. Is that because uh, the earthquakes, they they roll down the hill or what? <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. The I po- the, uh, yeah. That I would be I, interesting. I have no idea what that's... Uh, in in, uh, in New Jersey, no house painting on Sunday. So you can paint your house, just not on Sunday. Can't do it on Sunday. Which is odd. In New Jersey. These must go back like hundreds of years. Wow. Like they were, you know, established in the 1800s and they're still in effect this today. This incredible. In Waldron, Waldron Wisconsin, uh, Washington, no more than two toilets per building. So you can have up to two and that's it. 
Wow. You know what? I'll tell you something, Rick. I had a house that the guy was building. He had an, a, 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 another bathroom in there. He enclosed it uh, until uh, final inspection was done. And then he really? Opened, and then the he door. opened it up. There was like there was like a cavity. Like like the house was so big, you wouldn't know there was uh, like a, a bathroom wow. behind a wall. So once the inspection was done. They, Are you they made kidding? a doorway, and that was it. Yeah, Holy so cow. I'm sure in Washington, Waldron, Washington, I'm sure they've done a lot of that. I'm sure they have. Uh, in California, again, squatters can become the legal owners of a home without paying the seller a dime. So if you have a vacant property and someone is in that property yeah. for a specific amount of time, they now are in that home and they don't have to pay anything, See, which is incredible. It's crazy, yeah. Ridgeland, Mississippi, no burglar bars outside your house. See a few well, of those in Hamilton, right? The little burglar yeah, bars on the yeah. basement they windows. They used to be really popular. Yeah. yeah. Now it's just alarm systems. They usually, they, yeah. They're usually dogs. put in after the house has been robbed, and they ne- really never need them again. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> One time it you missed it. It gives a weird feeling to the neighborhood when you're driving around and you just well, they, see they the bars no everywhere. Well, they don't want burglar bars outside your... Yeah, because you can't escape. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But that's interesting because especially... I mean, well, I've seen them here in Hamilton too. If there's two yeah. or three houses in a row or on the same street that have them, you're yeah. thinking, I don't hey, know if I want to on this street. Yeah, yeah, what's going on? Uh, Boulder, Colorado. No upholstered furniture outside. Wow. So you can have, you know, your little plastic patio or, or I guess stainless steel patio furniture set, but you can't have the upholstered It's uh, It's funny how I these laws... There's got to be something know, for... There's got to be a reason for all these things that, that are happening. Well, yeah. the furniture I can... You know, if you yeah. have like a couch... On oh, your yeah. porch, and it rains, <laughs> and yeah. raccoons get into yeah, it. Yeah, but, I don't but know. if you're gonna have <laughs> upholstered furniture, like usually it's either weather weatherproof or it's it's under a patio. Usually, or it's under a patio. Usually, yeah. it's supposed to be that way. Yeah, but they usually. Yeah, yeah, that's the oxymoron, right? Yeah. Wow. Uh, any weird or wacky uh, things in Hamilton that comes uh, to mind? I was I was trying to think of something. Yeah, but I don't know. I think uh, we're pretty normal here in, uh, <laughs> in Hamilton. I, I, you know what? That would be. It'd be really good to dig in and see what Hamilton has as yeah. laws like that. Are Those are pretty of, weird. Yeah. Right? Like a yeah. pointed fence, no burglar bars. Yeah. I, I, no I potted plants. I mean, these are weird things. I, I can't think of anything um, that is uh, that is that is that is wacky like yeah. that. But because uh, but it's just knows? normal to us. It's just until, normal, right? Until until we come I think, across something. You know what? The the opposite sides of the street parking is kind of funny. How you park on one side. Yeah. You know, for the first, the 15, first, first part 15 of the month. days yeah. in the park on the other side for the, the that's last an oddity. Yeah, whatever. yeah, it's just, it, you know it's what? It's pretty funny. Yeah, because yeah. everybody complained and they said we got to do yeah. something yes. to make everybody make happy work. on Tickets each side of the street. Yeah. Guys, thanks for coming in. A great show as always. We are back uh, right here on uh, Saturday at nine on 900 CHML.